0: Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is this is part of our USA season, and we are onto our third stop. And our third stop is kind of well, it's it's a double stater, mostly because uh, it's North and South Carolina, and it's uh, we've combined the two partly because uh, we were only in North Carolina for a brief moment, partly partly because they they're both you know they both have the same name in the end, and. Partly because we only bought one beer from each state. So I'm Chris Jordan. With me is Paul Christoph. Good evening. With me is Jeffrey Chee. Good yeah. And North Carolina. Jeff, you weren't there.
1: I wasn't there. Not no. on this occasion. No. No. Although you have been there before. Correct. Uh, which we'll come back to.
0: So I feel like it's appropriate for all of these things that we need to start with the train ride. Yes. Um. And this is kind of... I think... Was this our first actual proper Amtrak? Well, I guess we did take the train Mm. from um, New York to DC. Uh, Ours was a commuter. I can't speak for yours. That was fast. Okay. Uh, Oh, (laughs) that's right, yes. You're in first class or something. Business class, yeah. yeah. Um, The things
2: you do when you miss your (laughs)
0: previously booked train and you need a train ASAP. (laughs) Uh, It's a complicated world. So... I think the interesting thing that from like the proper Amtrak for us was, you know, they always did uh, they always did good beer, but this it's the sort of thing that we take for granted, uh, like they take for granted, and we go, what the hell is going on there? So in like uh, for the train ride down from North Carolina to South Carolina, sorry, from um, DC to North Carolina, was well the first beer was like a uh, like a Sam Adams special. Yeah, the uh, Cold Snap, a white ale with spices. Mm. Which, I'll admit, from memory, wasn't very
2: good. It was, it was a 3.5. Mm. Would drink again. Turns out, had drunk before. Yeah. Jeff and I had had it two years prior at Planet Hollywood in Vegas.
1: There you go. Yeah. Well, which I feel
2: which like... makes
0: sense if it's the seasonal beer at... at yeah. April. Yep. yep. I feel like it's Story most awkward about the fact that um, you guys went to Planet Hollywood.
2: Yeah, well, they've got a craft, so there's... Um, I think there's just like that Vegas brewing or whatever. Something devil or whatever. And then, um, yeah, outside – so it's not sort of Planet Hollywood such because, you know, the way it is with Vegas, you've got the casino, but then they also own the shopping mall and Mm. a million bars and things. So it's kind of a shopping mall just outside one of the casino entrances. And, yeah, there's this um, sort of spherical um, craft beer bar there that has, yeah, not Mm. like the best craft beers, but it's got your your Sam Adams Mm. and your
1: sort of more widely distributed craft Mm. beers. Yeah, it's – yeah, it's kind of like, you know, not to get completely off topic straight away, but, yeah, I mean, Vegas actually has, like, That's a few decent, few decent craft beer bins. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. in I always
2: say uh, Maces and Ales is one of my favourite craft mm. beer spots, by
1: ever. But, like, even in, like, Vegas, 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 yeah, like, yeah, yeah there's, there's, you know, not a small number of decent places there, too, which is quite interesting. And we'll get to Vegas, like, I don't know, the, the next time we
0: do a USA trip. I mean, you guys have already been. So, yeah, you'd already had the cold snap. And then the other one we had was the 90-minute... The yeah, so the cold snap were
2: actually in Dumartin in Virginia. Well, that's where the train was passing through, and I checked it in and
0: untapped. So we should have did this on the Washington episode. Yeah, editing a photo of the beer that we did in the New York episode. I, there's something strangely meta about so that. So it's a triple, um, relevant to all three past episodes. But, um, and uh, two past episodes.
2: Two past episodes and a present episode. Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, uh, uh, but, uh, but of course, you know, um, having the Dogfish Head ninety minute Imperial IPA, which is obviously a n- nine percenter, it's it, it's um somewhat apt given that you know there was a Sam Adams and the Dogfish Head um, beer on that line. Yeah, I mean, ninety um, minute g- given is that crazy they, on well, a train. As i was thinking, given that
2: they've merged, yeah. Um, and by the time we had that, we were passing through Wilson, that is in North Carolina. Yes.
0: I mean, uh, I guess on the train you don't really notice the crossing state lines, although we'll get to crossing state lines later. Yeah, well, the only thing in the background of that photo is a um, rubbish chute and the toilets. Mm, that happens. Not quite as not quite as exciting as a picture of beer. So, um, North Carolina. Now, I feel like North Carolina is one of those one of those places where you know we. We had to go there, obviously, because it was on the train route through. But we're also going there because um, you had a friend there.
2: Yes, so we pretty much had one town to stop through, and based on trains and things, we're planning. We're planning to get to Asheville, mm. which is obviously the sort of craft beer hotspot in that state. But it wasn't really on the train no. route, so um, we went to Durham, spelt Durham, pronounced Durham, Durham. which we were told frequently. Oh. Yes, so if you want to don't want to stand out as a foreigner, mm. say Durham, like the
0: wheat. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's I th-
2: a T-shirt in the making.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I I feel like um, the only way to not stand as a foreigner in Durham would essentially be to not open your mouth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a fair call. Yeah.
0: But, um, at the moment, they hear the Australian accent, they just they just kind of go nuts. I think. Yeah, y'all don't want to stand out. No. As long as you say yo a lot. Everyone, know. that's another big difference. All yeah. of a sudden, everybody's saying yo. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like crossing over a border where suddenly it's like, um, it's okay to say this word. Um, but prior to that point, it's like, no, no, you're not allowed to. Yeah. So, yeah, we only had one day there. Yeah. We started off at a barbecue place called Picnic, mm-hmm. which was fantastic, and they had some really good beers. But including, like, I, I looked through my own, and it was like, you know, the, I think that was the first wicked weed I'd had for the trip. And that was like, you know, they had like a massive craft beer selection. Yeah, and it was like, all right, I'm just gonna go with the um, I'll go, with, I'll go for Wicked Weed then.
2: Well, I love how that's sort of the thing you know, in both Carolinas. You sort of, you know, you Wicked Weed, Pernicious Weed is just mm, standard. A, a standard beer that you find
0: everywhere. Nah, it's, it's like it's like a stomping grain beer or something. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. um, uh, and then and then look, I mean, my recollection is. Um and speaking of Stomping Ground was that we went to a place that looked seemed very similar to it called Highwire. Yeah. So that actually is an Asheville mm.
2: brewery. Mm. That um this is their newly relatively newly opened um second brewery, which is actually much larger mm. than the Asheville facility. Yeah, really cool space, like huge warehouse, right. yeah, street art and big
0: outdoor yeah. patio. Right. And uh, I mean uh, I I do feel like the the weird part about anywhere in um uh, especially in Durham, was the fact that you would, if that you really wanted to get drunk there, you'd have to make sure someone was not driving at all, because it's such a you it's such a drive between every brewery. Yeah, you, know, you couldn't stumble there. Well,
1: it's kind of like yeah. I mean, the advent of ride sharing has sort of revolutionized this whole thing, right? It sort of means that you don't really need to drive; you can mm. easily mm. get other people to drive for you, which is extremely mm. handy. Nice. Yeah.
2: But high wire was good. So there was I remember there was a lot I wanted to try but we were very limited for time. So I ended up going for four of their stouts. Um gave one three point seven five, gave two of them four, but I did give one of them four point two five. So overall very good beers. But the 4.25 went to the German Chocolate Cupcake 10W-40. Oh,
0: God, I'd forgotten about that.
2: It's a variant of their 10W-40 Imperial Stout, and it's brewed with sweet cherries, coconut, vanilla, lactose, and chocolate. It was uh, fantastic. There was also the Salted Maple 10W-40, which was great. Oh, and the Mexican Hot Chocolate, which was the one I gave 3.75 to, which was surprising given that... They do very good beers, and I tend to like the whole Mexican hot chocolate flavours. I think it was the chili was too intense mm. from memory.
0: Well, I mean, if there, if there's one thing, and Jeff Jeff and I were talking about this the other day, getting a chili beer right is actually pretty difficult.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, um, and I f- I feel like you know, there's you know there's a graveyard full of um, failed chili beers out yeah. there somewhere. Like, but yeah, that German chocolate cupcake was
2: outstanding. It was oh like, it was drinking a black, black forest cake. It was amazing.
0: And they were, from memory, they were relatively new. Um, yeah, so, that, new so yeah, to, yeah, new to um, Durham. Durham. But it just kind of shows but that Durham. From Asheville originally. Yeah, Durham is definitely, you know, up and coming, if you will.
2: Yeah, it's a cool little town. I mean, mm. I guess most people listening, Australians at least, wouldn't really know much about it. No. But it's actually, so it's part of, you've got kind of the, you've got Raleigh. You've got Durham, and then what's that other one? Sorry, people who are from that other one. Um, Is it yes, like Wilmington or something. No, like that? no, no. Wilmington, Selma? South Carolina. I can't no. remember. Starts with C. But um, yeah, I won't remember. Anyway, so you've kind of got this triangle of three cities, mm. and they're sort of all around Duke University. And like in Australia, they would basically be considered like three kind of suburbs, really. Yeah, yeah. And the, but, whatever was in the middle would be the main one. Yeah, but over there, they're very much three distinct cities. So I think more, most people kind of remember Raleigh because that's mm. the biggest one. But but um, Durham is, so it had a big tobacco industry. Mm. Mm. So it's a lucky strike, American Tobacco. All that was That's where it was all centred on. The usual story about a town, industry declines. Um, the town declines, but it's really been... And
0: now they've got like Burt's Bees and things like that. Yes, yeah,
2: so all these little companies are moving there. It's all real cool. Um, food and beer mm-hmm. scene, and all like the a, old... Like a big tech sector. Yeah, all the old buildings club. are being um, restored. All the old warehouses,
0: some really cool boutique hotels. So, yeah, uh, it's, it was it was good fun. I I would be interested to know that. I don't know whether there's a um, whether this is causation or correlation. Um, if you recall, uh, where was it? It was like uh, in in South America, Sao Paulo or somewhere where yep. the, all the tech sector was also um, where all the new craft breweries were. I'm wondering whether um, um, the tech sex, sector actually attracts
1: the craft breweries.
2: Techies do love craft mm. beer.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, lots of people in tech with beards and stuff, mm. so I guess yeah, it yeah. makes sense. And pretty much built for beer. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. that, that third city
0: is uh, Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. Like, I would yeah. not remember that to save myself. So Chapel Hill, Raleigh, and Durham. So the last place we went to in North Carolina um, was Ponysaurus Brewery. Yes. Which person... Cool logo. Cool Ah, uh, I feel like the logo was okay. It was a horse oh. and a dinosaur
2: combined. It yeah, was but, cool.
0: But it didn't, I don't know, it, 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 <laughs> it didn't, it didn't, I don't I think it worked.
2: Yeah, we well you, you had a few 3.25s, yeah. and I think we both gave the, um, both gave their reserve 3.75. Mm. That was their Belgian Strong Dark Ale. And I think actually that's what we found is their, their Belgian-style beers is certainly where their um, Strength is. strengths lie. Cool, cool um, space though. Yeah, a very cool space. Big out, yeah. outdoor like rooftop deck mm-hmm. and like food trucks and stuff.
0: Yeah, an amazing view of the sunset. So, Jeff, what do you? Um, I mean, you went to Asheville. Where Where do people? I mean, you didn't go
1: on this trip. No, but I went three years ago. Mm. Three years ago, twenty sixteen. Yeah.
0: I mean, if if people are going to North Carolina now and they do get to Asheville, you know they've only they've only
1: got half a day. Where should they go? I mean, different, I mean, Wicked Weed's the obvious place to kind of, you know, go to. They've got multiple, like, locations in town. They've got their main brewery and also the um, the Funkatorium, which is like their sour sort of um, thing. Um, what else was good there? Then um, Highwire was good. Um was an awesome barbecue place. It's meant to be Obama's favorite barbecue place. It's called. I think it's called Twelve Bones or something like that. Because the ribs you get comes with like twelve bones uh, in uh, it.
0: I, I feel like we could just put put that on everything. It was like this is Obama's favorite yeah. coffee shop and this is Obama's. Funnily
2: enough, favorite. it's also Trump's least favorite barbecue place. It probably is.
1: <laughs> that would that would not surprise me um, if that was the case. They 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 did not the, the taxi driver did not mention uh, President Trump's preferences with regards to. Um, with regards to barbecue at the time, <laughs> which is just rude. <laughs> it's pretty rude, yeah. I mean, I was kind of not that interested actually. Mm. So, but yeah, but burial beer company and green and yeah, that was the other one. That was the other one. That that, that was quite good. I think I recall. I obviously don't recall the weekend that mm. clearly because mm-hmm. I was like drunk the whole weekend. Well, but well, that's that was when a,
2: we crashed a uh, hens, hen's party, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. I oh, yeah. <laughs> ended, ended
1: up yeah running running a bachelorette party that that mm. one one day while I was doing my my brewery crawl. So that was a that, that that was quite it was it was an entertaining trip.
0: And I do feel like that if that you can't if that um, uh, it it's it, it's the best way to um, prove that you actually um, um like. Uh, authentic in your recommendations by the fact you can't remember. How yeah, it
1: that's right. To it. That's yeah. right. Twin Leaf is right next to the Funkatorium. That was the other one. Twin I'm Leaf. just now looking at the map trying to like, <laughs> I'm kind of like, which of these names seem familiar? <laughs> yeah. There's way more things starred than I actually went to because so I need to like interrogate this data in a bit more detail.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> why when you send people like your Google map and mm-hmm. asking for tips, and you're like, please be aware. I've only actually been to like two thirds of these places. <laughs> but they all are places that in theory are worth visiting.
0: Exactly. So should we... uh, Actually, let's talk about the beer we're drinking. Um, Uh, Yes. Sure. This this is the...
2: um, It's an Avery Barrel Age Raspberry Sour, which I purchased in um, Los Angeles. So Mm -hmm. I realised... So actually, let's get to the... um, Going back to Chris's earlier point about us only having one beer from each of the Carolinas. There is a good reason for us not having more beers. Because um, you only have a finite amount of luggage, mm. Mm. is one thing. And also we bought a lot of beers from New York because there are a lot of amazing breweries there. But there's also the thing about glass. You don't mm. want to be carrying too much glass with you. Mm. We have, I did have that incident with um, the TSA a few years mm. back where they inspected my luggage and smashed my um, Warpix beer. Mm. and as we, I think we discussed on the first episode, they, again, the TSA did that standard little check they do and packed my beers very poorly. So not keeping that in mind, it's like you want to stick to cans as much as possible. So I think after New York and knowing what we were probably going to want to buy, what I was going to want to buy in California, so I don't really want too much more glass. Mm. The second thing is you don't want to bring anything kind of standard back. Like you can easily find most beer's core ranges, but there's no point in doing this podcast and just talking about Mm. everyone's core range IPA. So you're like, okay, I really want to bring back things that are special. But then, of course, the special things are often Mm. glass only. And the third point is you are on holiday. So you chance upon a craft beer venue and it's the middle of the day, you're out and about doing holiday-type stuff. You know, I've got my big camera with me taking photos I don't want to be carrying around a bag with
0: mm, you know, as even as two litres worth of beer.
2: So it wasn't for lack of beers being available. It's just sort of those three considerations combined um,
0: yeah, conspire to restrict mm. what you can bring back. Mm. I, I tried to avoid glass at all costs. So this beer is actually not one that... Um, no, this is... No. A- sorry, sorry, yes. Um, <laughs> where were we? Now, now yes. I remember where I was heading with,
2: with that. It was um, So I got to Los Angeles my final day and realised that I actually did have more space than I realised. So um was at a place called Sunset Beer in Echo Park, which is one of my favourite craft beer spots in LA. And pretty much just grabbed five cans of stuff that seemed interesting. And yeah, squeezed them in. And one of them was this, which is, you know, Avery, obviously... Yeah. Uh, Colorado-based brew, which Jeff, you may you've been
1: there. I think I went there, yeah, yeah. Again in 2016 when I was doing quite a bit of travel around the states. I'm pretty sure I got to Avery in the one day that I it was before I came up and met uh, met you in Portland. I uh, oh, had yes. day in in, yeah. in Denver,
2: right. and so yeah, it was sort of like, what does it sound interesting? Does it rate higher than Foreign Untapped?
0: If yes, then purchase. That makes sense. I mean, this is brewed with Rocky Mountain water, malted barley, uh, imported specialty Belgian malted barley, red raspberries, hops, saccharomyces, yeast, bretomyces, and lactobacillus and pediococcus. Okay. No,
1: those all, those no. all sound like things yeah, that yeah. go into It sounds uh, like a,
0: a yeah. yeast strain. Mm, it, it definitely means well. Um, what are our, um, like, fourth impressions, people? I mean, yeah, I
2: like it. It's uh, It's quite dry. I'm surprised. Mm. So it's... It's very tart. It actually tastes like I mean, it's a raspberry sour, obviously, but it really does taste like real raspberries, and it's it's not overly sweet. It's got that tartness. Um, yeah, I, I quite like it. It averages 4.14 on untapped and it's probably a four from me. Um, yeah, really nice.
1: Um, uh, Jeff. Yeah, no yeah I really it's like it's yeah it's like it's 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 quite tart. it's um yeah it's, I agree with Paul very dry but yeah you can really t- you know the the raspberries taste like raspberries which, you know, is a, <laughs> and the snowwsberries taste like snow they, they as they tend to do so no yeah, I, I, I I quite like this one um so I guess we'll do a quick like look at what people are actually saying about it do we know what year this one is This is the, the current year the current year the year we are in uh, let us have
2: a look. Just see. For those of you new to the podcast, listening to this in the future. <laughs> this is two thousand and nine. <laughs> nineteen. Two thousand
0: nineteen. Definitely two thousand nineteen. What are people saying? They're not saying a lot.
2: I'm it's still different. trying to find the archive to check in as a location, but <laughs> it appears to have existed. Mm. Oh, a badge for the Women's World Cup.
1: E. Ah, cool. Mm.
2: Has that already started? Yep. We, we lost. All oh, right. With a goal, and then we, we dominated possession and had more shots on goal and let Italy score the winner in the 94th minute. Which Sucks. Was a, Sucks balls. Yeah, it's a shame.
0: Probably should have been a draw, to be honest. But, you know, it is what it is.
1: All right, that was good Stolen. What comments? Any comments?
0: Not really. Uh, um,
1: people are bitten. not... Ben E at the Mediterranean. Very sour, a little raspberry, but I get almost no barrel qualities. No hmm. barrel qualities. Depends on the barrel, right? Yeah, well, it depends on the quality of the barrel. Uh, kega M at Mouncer's Dugout. It's only 90, but it feels like 100. I'm not sure what the 90 or the 100 refers to. About it- to put the tarp in the bed of the truck so us adults can enjoy an adulty pool. Four out of five.
0: Hmm. But all these... Always- comments always take some very odd turns. They do. They're very contextual. Okay, we've got a uh,
2: Chad B at Rosebrook studios. Tasty. Thanks, Nick. Get some Oak and lots of fruit and tart. Four stars. Thanks, Nick. And Nick at Rosebrook. Nick Z at Rosebrook studios. Nice balance of tart and barrel. Great beer. 4.5. Oh, wow. Tim P also at Rosebrook studios, which looks like either Tim, Chad or Nick's house. Um, <laughs> So yummy, tart raspberry brum with a great barrel. Blues to the Stanley Cup, 4.25.
0: Hey, Stanley Cup. All right, uh, give me one more, peeps.
2: Uh, Matt M at McKnight Beer Cave. My signed can, and his can is literally signed by someone. Delicious, 4.75. Holy crap. I don't know whose signature that is, but maybe it's Mr. Avery or Mrs. Avery.
0: Frank Avery, the Avery kids, all of them. Um, all right, uh, out of five people, uh, Paul, I think you said... Yeah, four. It's 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 really good.
1: Yeah, yeah i go with a four. It's entirely sensible. Yeah, I'm sticking with four. It seems like a good logical point. Is
0: all this
1: right? the first time we've ever
0: actually rated a pre-bear? Uh, no, we've done it a few times. Okay. Um, um, all right, let's have a quick pause and then we'll be back with more. And fresh off our Colorado beer, we have, we're back in North Carolina and we have our first beer, or our first official beer. And it is, uh, what is this beer? This is the Sand,
2: Sandiaka, Sandiasha, a gin barrel aged sour ale fermented with watermelon and basil from Wicked Weed. It's part of their Canvas series. An American sour ale aged in fresh gin barrels with brisk basil and bright watermelon. This botanical, tropical, and herbal sour ale showcases the complexity of our house culture in conjunction with the finest produce and barrel aging. Once this beer reaches its peak, we blend the gin barrels to attain the perfect renaissance of Rayburn Farms North Carolina grown basil and refreshing watermelon
0: in a sour ale. And it was bottled on the 3rd of August last year. Okay, I mean, I, I really now want to know um, if there is such a thing as brisk basil. Brisk basil.
2: Yeah, I what, what. Yeah, what what makes the basil brisk? It is a very does good. It, does point. it
0: grow quickly, or yeah, is it is it like does it go off quickly? It or goes or? off quickly. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's. Uh, I mean, it's. You know, I like I like wicked uh, wicked weed, but obviously since they've been bought out, then clearly their uh, grammar is. Um, Struggling. <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: Um Yeah, but it's when people um people used
2: to make fun of wine and say, Oh, you know, wine, wine labels, mm-hmm. they're all they're all a bit wanky, aren't they? And beer descriptions are sort of The new wine. Heading into that. Well we always say the worlds of beer craft beer and wine is becoming more like craft beer and craft beer is becoming more like wine and descriptions mm-hmm. like that uh emphasize that
0: point. Mm. But again, they wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't have been like that when the, before they were bought. Who bought? No AB and Bev. Okay. So the the usual bastards then. Yep. Um, first impressions, people. First impressions
2: are. I'm still taking photos of this for Instagram, and I've not had a drink. Oh, mm,
1: very watermelon. Let's, uh,
2: mm. let's rectify that and actually have mm. a sip.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, it even smells very. Mm. Yeah, like straight up.
0: But I suppose the question is. Oh, um, yeah. D- does the basil taste brisk?
1: Um, if I knew what brisk basil was, mm. then I might be able to comment on that more accurately. But alas, I do not. So I can't tell you. In fact, I'm not getting super strong. I'm not getting any, any yeah, good
2: Merriam-Webster.com. The use of brisk was shelved at the end of the 18th century. Whereas brisk continued to ripen as an adjective for taste and flavour, in particular, it came to describe drinks having a stimulating taste, like beer, as well as ones being pleasantly
0: pungent or tangy, like tea. It's a word for a stronger flavour. Hmm. Would you ever say that? No. Yeah. I mean, words belong to the people, and you know we've clearly moved on from using that. Using it that there's way. There's lots
2: of interesting words to describe food. There's blinky. There's a. Uh, Do you say blinky? Yep. As well, hung, <laughs> tangy, obviously, tart, obviously. Um, tart. There's, there's a whole lot, and this is a very interesting article. Anyway, foxy, yeah. racy, <laughs> good way. They're all just words for strong flavors. There you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, well, I, I, I'm not sure whether I, um, I'm not sure whether I, I still want to support, uh, support the, um, the wordplay, but, Merriam-Webster has spoken.
2: No, it's well. William Shakespeare and his contemporaries were familiar with the word. Mm. The bard himself used the word in various ways to suggest literal and figurative liveliness. He probably made up the word. Be brisk a while and the longer liver take all. A (laughs) cup of wine that's brisk and fine. Of these most brisk and giddy pace times. So yeah, a modification of the French borrowing brusque, meaning abrupt, which appears earlier in Scottish English as brusque. French brusque is itself a borrowing from Italian where it's spelled brusco, which means tart. The Italian term came from bruscus, the medieval Latin name for the butcher's broom, a shrub whose bristly leaf-like twigs have long years been used for making brooms. Used as early in the 1600s to describe wines with a sharply tart taste. Interestingly, so, that, so brisk does describe the beer then, but in no way describes the basil.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I guess, yes. Knowing that now... <laughs> The way you're supposed to read this is that, yeah, the basil and bright watermelon collectively are meant to give Mm. you a brisk flavour. Yes. Yeah, okay. I get it. Sort of. (laughs) I don't get the basil, but anyway. (laughs) When (laughs) you're
2: writing your beer descriptions from now on and you're sick of using tart. Brisk.
0: Brisk. Brisk is a new tart. Or brusque. Brusque. And brusque. All right. um, What are people actually saying about this beer?
2: Good point. Just let me uh, start looking up <laughs> English <I think> history. <laughs> uh,
1: Jackie M. This is quite tart, but I taste the melon, which balances it out. The gin flavour is in the background. It gives it a smooth finish. Tasty. 4.25. Jackie, I think you'll find it brisk. Um, Phil R. Is literally describing the beer. So, like, it's an 8.3% gin barrel sour aged, fermented mm. with walnut and basil. That's not exceptionally... No. Telling me anything more than what's on the bottle. Um, Justice B at Acres Green Elementary. Tart and clean, almost has a peppery finish when it warms up 4.25. Uh, Kevin T.
2: Um, location undescribed. It looks like what appears to be his house. And it's quite a tasty looking um, mushroom and jalapeno pizza there. Anyway, uh, I get gin in the initial sniff. Flavor starts with watermelon, then herbs and gin, finishing with watermelon. Nice sourness at the end. So
0: it starts and finishes of watermelon?
2: I purchased it at um, Lowe's Food in um, Greensboro, North Carolina, which was sort of the up, the new Asheville oh, from yeah. what a lot of people were telling us. Okay. Yeah, Greensboro is supposedly yeah. where people in the know now go to drink their, uh, get their craft beer. Definitely not Capitol Fix. Hill though.
0: Nobody goes to Capitol Hill.
2: Nobody goes to Capitol Hill.
0: Mm. Um.
1: All right, give me one more, Peeps. Mm. Uh, George P. at Summit's Wayside Tavern. Fresh, light stone fruit, tart on the palate with a long sour finish. Excellent with food. Excellent sour. Four out of five. Mm. Um, all right, out of five. What do we think, people? I think similar to the previous one. I think I, mm. think, I think I'd give it. I think give this a four. Mm. Um, you know, it's a really good. Um, really good version of the style, and yeah, quite tasty. Yeah,
2: I agree. It's tastes like watermelon. It's weird, like that basil. I do get, yeah, I get basil in the aftertaste. You don't really smell it or taste it initially. And then a few seconds after the sip, you're like, oh, yeah, there it is. Mm. Um, the gin barrel thing. It's funny. I can't taste gin, but I get that taste that I've had with a few beers that have been aged in gin barrels, which now makes me realize that you're not actually looking for a gin flavor. It's a particular flavor, which is consistent across gin aged barrel beers, which is... um. Yeah, but no, it's 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 very, it's very good. Four stars. Uh,
0: yes, um, I I agree. Um, it's definitely a four star beer. It's just it's just well done. I mean, even to the point where I'm usually not a huge fan of watermelon beers. I, I'm just yeah.
1: usually I'm usually not a fan of watermelon generally. Mm. Um, I do really like um Stumping Grounds of all their
0: smashes. Yeah. I think the watermelon is the best. See, I prefer the guava. Um, I always felt the watermelon was a bit um, too watermelony. So, four stars for everyone there.
1: Indeed.
0: Yeah. So now, um, and I know listeners, you're probably thinking, hang on, won't they move on to another beer? Well, well, we will. We will. We can hear you. We can hear you. We understand what you're saying. But we've shaken things up a little bit. Because now, we're going to talk about South Carolina, like we uh, promised at the start of the episode. Yes, we're half an hour in. But, there's a lot to say. So, to get to South Carolina... We, we actually drove, um, and so um, Paul did the driving, um, and we did the passenger in. There, was, uh, there were no, no beers drank in there, um, although we did um, notice there was a significant amount of um, Jesus-based signs um, the moment we crossed over between North and South Carolina. A lot of Jesus. Just
2: not even really telling you about anything. Just like a big billboard that would be like, you know, depressed. Jesus! Exclamation mark. <laughs> like, just random stuff like that. Um, Oh, well, pretty much a 50-50 split between Jesus Billboards and um, affordable, I was going to say, affordable um, fireworks.
0: Oh, yeah, South
2: of the border. Yes. (laughs) So there's this place. That that, that was actually in Mm. North Carolina. So there's this place called South of the Border, just south of the border between um, North and South Carolina Carolina on the main state. And it seems like it's a fun park and they sell, like, discount
0: fireworks Mm. and you just keep getting billboards telling you that it's closer and closer and closer. It was a pretty glorious place. It looked like it. It looked was. huge. Um, can I flag that one of the billboards also had a, what did it have? It had um, um, the picture of, um, you know, the monkey to man evolution thing. Oh, um, yes. And then it just had a big cross out through it. Um, it was also about Jesus. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we definitely felt like we'd crossed into it uh, crossed into quite a different world when we got into
1: the south. Um, but uh, then we got to I mean, you've technically been in the South for a while. Yes. The yeah, whole I mean, definition of the South mm, goes. Um, yeah, well, I mean...
0: Yeah, because yeah. what well, was it? Technically, the South was actually south of um, uh, Maryland originally. Something like that, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah, mm. basically. Well, I think it's... Yeah, like Maryland, I think, is also on the, is on the south side of the Mason-Dixon line, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so it was, was like basically yeah, like after DC. Maryland. Yeah, mm. yeah. Which like, isn't that south, like... If you no, said, yeah, in not at all. That,
0: no, it's... Uh, though. Wait, wait, so did the though, did the Mason-Dixon line, did it run sort of diagonally or was it all... Was it like dead straight from the bottom of Maryland?
2: No, no, so I believe that pretty much there was a lot of um, disputes between where the borders between states were and didn't that sort of officially resolve... Yeah, A lot of the the little disputes said, okay, this is now the officially, this is the official survey and bang, this is now the borders of of all these states. And then people were like, oh yeah, well,
0: generally speaking, kind of everything below that's the South. Okay, I can see that. So, South Carolina, by the time we got there, it was like late in the day, we did stop and go, go to Costco but um, g- going back to the gift... Which well, Jeff had already been on a pub pro by the time Well, that's it. true, actually. <laughs> yes,
1: I had had quite a lot to drink by the
0: time you guys rocked up. But, but I will come back to that in a second. Because going back to the gift that keeps on giving, our friend at Brooklyn Brewery had um, gave us suggestions of where we need to go in Charleston, which was in South Carolina. And the big one was Edmund's Oast. And we also had a friend in South Carolina. Exactly. Well, I had a friend who became all our friends by the end of it. Oh, she's well-loved by all of us now. The... And so we went to Edmunds Oast, where we met Jeff, who had been on his pub crawl all day. Yeah,
1: that's there'd right. been much oasting. Mm. There'd been a lot of oasting. <laughs> yes, extreme oast. I mean, this is this is where Google Timeline comes in very handy, actually, because otherwise there'd be very little chance I would remember every single. Yeah, so we. It's um, a
2: good tagline, isn't it? Google Timeline remembers all the things you forgot. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. <laughs> Google, if you're listening, which of course you are. <laughs> okay, Google, if you're listening. Oh, now it's literally just. Um, Asking me how it can help.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so where do we go? Yeah, so we um yeah, so I had gone to Charleston the day before. So we'd flown down from New York, stayed at the airport, went and checked out one of those um plantation houses in the morning. And then when we hit town, got to the Airbnb and then yeah, went to a few places. I so went to the Charleston beer works, which is sort of, you know, just a fairly typical like craft beer bar basically in town, you know, so you're 30 taps, you get beer paddles, you do all that sort of thing. Then we went to Revelry Brewing, which was pretty cool. So they had kind of this rooftop deck, and it was a really nice day. So we just sat up there and had a few beers. Then went to their kind of like like what we we do, then they've got their sour brewing facility, which is called The Hold, which is just around the corner. I so, was so hoping it would be called something with funk. No, again. alas not, alas not. It wasn't oh, it was it was was just The hold. <laughs> right. yeah. Um Yeah, and just had, kind of had one of each of their beers. They were all, they were all really good. Uh, and then... Hit up Fatty's Beer Works, so which we mm. went to with you guys yeah. the following day as well. So we did the we did the pre-mission and then the, uh, the,
0: the double fatty smash.
1: That's right, the double fatty smashed and then rolled into rolled into Edmundsos to to meet you guys at dinner time. By which time, yeah, I, I mm. have photos of the food there and I mm. remember it was very good. But that's about yes. all. I, that's about all I got. Um,
0: and we did also approve uh, find out that that place is on the nap list. That's right, it mm. is.
1: It, um, quite a lot of places in the US mm. on the nap list mm. actually. I find. Yeah. As long as you tip, everything is on the NAP list. Correct. As long, that's a good Dr. Jeff quote. That is a good Dr. Jeff quote.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Edmunds. So they have, I believe it was three venues. So they have the brewery. Yeah. Which um, we went to the following day. Then they have this place we went to on that first night, which is more of a restaurant. And then they have a bottle shop. So, yeah, we went to the restaurant the first night. And, yeah, really interesting. So loads of beers on tap. Big bottle selection, yep. mostly their own beers. Um, and the food was, yeah, like interesting selection of um, sort of modern pub grub but southern influenced. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, really. Pub, pub other, grub with an accent. You can look mm-hmm. at the pictures. Like there's some uh, pate with toasts and fries and <laughs> deep fried offal and oh, there's curried, uh, curry like catfish curry and nice steak and... Some interesting desserts, and there's me in need of a haircut. Yeah, it was very good. Mm-hmm. The beers, I mean, yeah, we had, we'll talk about the beers themselves. I think they were just generally, generally quite a good brewery. Yeah. A lot of their styles were,
0: yeah. Well, that was the only, one, they had the peanut butter. Mm, they had a very good peanut, peanut butter peanut. and jelly. Which, of course, the, the weird part is, I mean, um, at, at the time, I feel like I'm still in the, um, the shock and awe thing about peanut butter and jelly beers. But the fact that you know, I've had, I reckon I had three or four of them while we we're over in the states. It's sort of like it's not it. It's not quite as impressive after the fourth one. Well, and it, it seems also cool at the it, time.
1: it also gets a bit not grating, but like I mean, it is. It's not the sort of thing you want to like have mm-hmm. a whole lot of. I think you. It's it's almost like it's a good thing to have gabs. Yes, and then it's an okay thing to have in like a pot, and then it becomes increasingly less okay the more you. No matter how good it is, it's just yeah, it's just a very. Mm-hmm. Right. Difficult style to drink a lot of.
0: I feel like I feel like we're one step away from some sort of um, like a whiteboard where we can have a um, like an equation that um, a yeah. beautiful mind style. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. it mm-hmm. will definitely have all the Greek mm-hmm. letters in it. Exactly, all of them. All of them. Um, and law equal x. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of, we I did give it a four point two five. So um, that was actually the only beer I had from theirs that night. Well done.
0: Yes, yeah, so it was actually a very minimal mm-hmm. drinking day with, between that and the driving. Nice, uh, which is surprising given um, how exhausting the driving was. Um, yeah. Although we did get to listen to um, Sean Hannity um, um, right-wing radio, which was um, as my uh, as um, my partner Emily leans leans from the back and she goes, "Is this real? Is this it, real? Is this is real? <laughs> don't No, no, it's no, real. No, this is real. This is real.
2: There's, uh, yeah, um, it and." As I say, if you thought Sean Hannity was a bit much, we'll wait till you hear him unleashed on the radio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he, he's, he's
0: a lot of work. Although he did inspire um, great things where that, um, you know, an, an idea I did have from listening to him was a basic... Um, he, would talk, he would talk about something and say, and we're going to discuss this, and then that he would um, ramble on, then there would be ads... Then that he would say, and we're gonna discuss that same thing he discussed it was mentioned at the start, but it would take three more sets of ads before he'd get to it. And I call the Ella ads, well that's super right wing.
2: Mm. But like everything, like, oh, I need to buy a house and they somehow made it into like a yeah, it, like screw the liberals and <laughs> talking <laughs> about getting a mortgage, it's like everything was somehow The Democrats. Like, each. All, each ad became political somehow, even though it had nothing to do with politics. It was it was an interesting
0: snapshot. Very interesting, yeah. So anyway, the following day. Uh, we after getting um, uh, gravy and coffee, shrimp and, and grits. Uh, shrimp and grits! That was
2: cool. Hannibal's Soul Kitchen.
0: Very good. That's right. Yeah. Highly recommended. Yeah. After all that, I think uh, I think one of those uh, it was one of those nice little moments where that we went to that um, random what was it the random sports bar Jeff you
1: uh, the Car- Charlotte Carolina Carolina House. Carolina Adler House yeah. that's right um,
0: that had what was the happy hour the happy hour beer for lunch was like the um, Lieutenant Dank from Wicked Weed. Okay, it was like, um, yeah, it's like, yeah, we've got, what is it? It was like half price,
2: you know, pints mm. or something. And, yeah, it was like you can get, you know, Cause Light, you can get Bud, or you can get like Wicked Weed, <laughs> Lieutenant Dank, or Pernicious Weed. And it's like, like mm, um, Okay. Let, let me think about this. I love how they were all on the same. I mean, I guess, all the, actually, I don't think um, Thing was there. I think all the beers that were offered during that special were AB and Bev beers. Mm. That's the perfect example of the buyout thing, isn't it? No. Well, all of a
0: sudden a beer like that is on Happy Hour. You're yeah. like, wow. it's, well. Well, I, I guess it's similar to, um, you know, if we found like Pirate Life Mosaic. Um, yeah. Um, on a Happy Hour beer, which I'd be equally happy i would be about. very happy with that. Yeah. A, a, a pint of that for $6. So beyond that, it was obviously we also went back to um, Edmund's Oast again. Um, and we also went back to... You're forgetting the Griffin though. The Griffin? Yeah, that sort of divish um, pub where that's it had right. all the money stuck oh, to the of course. walls. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and yeah, that
2: poke the bear from Revelry Brewing there. Which Revelry was you were saying you went to in North Carolina, right? Revelry. Three years
1: uh, ago. I know you No, no, no you. Revelry I went to in South Carolina on this trip. Oh you did go there, yeah. I, so I, so I Revelry Revelry is the Charleston Brewery, so I went okay. I went there to both their thing and their their sour their sour ah, the facility. That's, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I had to poke the bear. I think we always mm. poke the bears there, which is... I think it's yeah. one of their sort of... Their core
2: pails, which is very highly regarded. And I gave it a four, so... Right. To give a pail out of four, must mean it's quite good. Um, and then we went back to Edmund's Oast. Yeah, we're not back to. This was the, uh, oh, the yeah, brewery. Oh, yeah, this the other bit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah the... Um... So that's more like what you expect when you go to a brewery, the big, you know, open, mm. sheddy warehouse kind of space and mm. big outdoor area with a light band. Right. Yeah, we've got tasting paddles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Had a lot had a lot of beers there. <laughs> Turns out the most favourite of the beers, uh, two four point two fives. There was a Viridi Rex,
0: which is their Imperial IPA. Yeah, oh, that four point
2: two five.
0: I remember trying to buy some of that, but you could only buy it in fours and it's like after a previous experience, I'm like, Yeah, no, we- Yeah.
2: And the Abida, their barley wine, an English style barley wine. Actually that's another good point though. The um a fourth reason why it was hard to buy um, certain beers, is that a lot of beers in the US, they're only available to buy um, takeaway as four-packs, not as individuals. Mm. I heard conflicting stories as to whether that's just a thing that a lot of breweries do or whether that's uh, some sort of legal requirement I was led to believe. It's hard to get a straight answer, but yeah, often you go to a brewery and you drink a few beers and you're be like, yeah, happy to bring back a can of this to Australia. Can I buy a can? It's like, oh, no, you can only... Buy buy it in four packs And as we know You don't want to lug a four pack of beer around um, All down Throughout your entire holiday So you're like Okay can I buy a four pack And drink three of them Here with my group of friends And take one away Oh no Like if you want to drink here You have to get it on tap (laughs) And you can only take the four pack away You can't drink any of the four pack In the venue That's definitely a licensing thing So yeah
0: Another reason why we didn't Bring back mm. a few of the beers which you would have liked to. <coughs> the water's a complicated place. Um, then it was back to Fatty's Beer Works. Then it was uh, Tattooed Moose. I just realised they didn't check in any beers at Fatty's Beer Works. Well, we only had one beer there. Mm, so that's going to be a very late check in. <laughs> that's driving <laughs> <for the laughs> LCI. If you can remember what you actually bought. Did you actually buy anything? I mean, no, you know, no, no. I definitely, I, I definitely I rem- had a beer there. I remember I, bu- I bought the beers there, but I can't remember what I bought. Yeah, um, for everyone
1: at least. Yeah, I've got a whole lot of check-ins there, but I don't know if they're f- they were from like the day mm-hmm. before when oh. I went, or whether they're yeah. I what, think... Late check-ins? No, Jeff. No. Well, they're just not set as late check-ins. You <laughs> see, there's there's an important difference. Um,
2: yeah, Tattered Miss was cool though. Mm. So it was very much like we had to walk past some through some dodgy looking area along some rail tracks.
0: But I feel like nowhere. In yeah, there, that's right. No, nowhere in Charleston really felt truly dodgy. Um, kind oh, of dodgy, from... but not truly apart from the street where we were advised to uh, get a get
2: a cab mm. because, you know, we might get shot. And then we walked through there during the day and yeah. a quarter of all the houses had big condemned stickers and looked like they were about to fall down. Yes, that, was, was more, that was kind of dodgy. Yeah. It's mm. probably more that the
1: houses were going to fall down yeah. as we walked. I don't think we were going to get shot. We were just going to get crushed to death. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, those houses were packing. They all had guns. <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah, um, Tattooed Moose. I, I really, that was one of my favorite mm, mm, venues.
2: That was just, mm. it was a prop, proper dive bar. Yeah. Like not those places open up and they call themselves dive bars and they're just new places that are mm. trying to be dive bars. But this was a dive bar with an amazing beer selection.
0: Yeah, there was lots of things to stick to. Yeah. Um, so let's just let's just pause for a second and let's drink a beer from South Carolina. And we are finally onto our last beer, and our last beer is well. When I poured it, I could have sworn I would have um, thought uh, was pouring a like maybe a sparkling sherry, but it's not. Uh, what is it, Paul? It is the black raspberry from Westbrook Company, yeah. The wood, thyme,
2: raspberry, not the Madeira finish, the original.
0: And this is in from Westbrook, from South Carolina. Yeah,
2: just... Um, yeah, we didn't get up there. They're close to the... Close to Charleston. I think it was like a half-hour drive or something. It's, like, yeah,
1: it's in a place called Mount Pleasant, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's a... Um, blend of 33% dry, sherry-cast, matured, mixed fermentation saison and 67% oak-foda-aged sour beer. Blended and re-fermented with black raspberries for three months in Second use 500 litre Marsala punchins. Whoa, there's yeah. a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. Mm. It's crazy. And yeah, that color, it, it, yeah, like you said, it looks like a sparkling, sparkling red. It looks amazing. <laughs> um, uh, first impressions, people. I'm still smelling it. It smells, it doesn't smell very intense.
0: Kind of got an odd smell to
1: it, yeah. Um, yeah,
2: it's not as
0: feety as a lot of mm. sour
2: beers. No, you drink it and it's kind of it almost tastes wineish, doesn't it?
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You'd you would definitely if you told someone it's wine that they'd probably in the first sip they'd go, "Oh yeah, I guess yeah." It's got a yeah. I reckon, like I reckon Lauren would buy this. Mm. <laughs> basically, like it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's quite a nice piece of work.
2: It's it's um, not as dry as the other raspberry sour we had from Avery, mm, and not as tart. It's juicier, either. not mm. as tart. Mm. Lighter, it's surprisingly light.
0: And I've just realised we've unintentionally gone for three sours this episode. Yeah, we have. Mm. Good work. All right. Um, what are people actually saying about this beer? Let's have a look. Mm. Digging through the depths of Untapped. Yeah, I just want to know what the archive seems to have disappeared from Untapped.
1: Yeah, I I can get it. You can get it. Yeah. Yep.
0: Greg. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Greg. Did you did you see the stuff about the Untapped festival? Yeah, it got um, rained out, and it was like
2: looks like a lot of people are getting angry for something which was completely out of their control though. Yeah, they had like you know stor-
0: storm, storm, unpredicted mm. storms and things like. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit.
1: Uh, I felt very sorry for them. So here we go. Uh, Chad F. at Wrigleyville North. Wrigleyville, Chicago. Can, can tell the Saison is buried in there. Really complex. Four out of five.
0: I guess it is 33% Saison. You know why Wrigleyville is called Wrigleyville? That's where Wrigley Field is? Yep. You know why Wrigley Field is called Wrigley Field? We, it's in Wrigleyville? Because
1: Mr. Wrigley, the gum guy. Ah. Oh, I'm glad you added the gum guy part. Yeah um alex s at the mueller control tower which i'm not sure whether that's this guy's house or something or, or robert M- well, i'm
2: thinking it's robert mueller's yeah. house right
1: uh, well done age robert, great
2: big craft beer fan <laughs>
1: <laughs> i would love if he was uh well done age great fruit flavors pop and nice tartness four and a half out of five
2: i think i'm not actually saying much about this which yeah. is very rude. Yeah. I mean, K- Carrie L. at Jen's Place. Woo, strong. No rating. Um, come, <laughs> no, on, come on, come on, come on.
0: It's 5.7, so...
2: Yeah, it's not, it does, definitely doesn't... I don't drink that and think, oh, that's a, it's a boozer. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't even drink like a six.
1: I hate Chris L., not a bad beer, but didn't enjoy as much as some other people did on the app. Pretty straightforward and didn't get the sherry aging it claims. Oh, God, I didn't even know it had sherry aging I believe I did read that did out, right? Did
0: you mention that part? Did
1: I? Well, the words... No, it doesn't know. No, no it mentions it. It mentions it. it. So, so if you read the exact words yeah, about I the did. label, mm. then, then you would have read that.
2: Yeah. Uh, mm. Bob, Bob K. At, Bob Katter? Um, he doesn't say where. Um, picked up a bunch of colour and flavour from the berries. Not picking up much barrel flavour, but damn tasty. 4.25. Everyone's purchasing at this place called Tavur. Tavor, I don't know what that is. It looks like it's just a... Um, ah, it's an online store. Ah. So it must be in Washington. It must be quite a popular online store because a hell of a lot of people have purchased this beer from Tavor. Tavor. Tava. Tavor. <laughs> Tavor. <laughs> Yorna M at Farmington Subdivision. It's never too early for raspberries. 425
0: makes sense
2: alright give me one more people I cannot believe the amount of people that purchased this at Tate like it must have come out maybe it was like only released maybe that was one of the only places you could buy it outside the brewery for a while because it's very unusual for so many people to purchase the beer from one location Uh, Chris K location not listed big fruity nose tart with barrel finish nice 4.5 sweet all right, what do we think? I really like this. Um, of the three beers we've had, this is my favorite. Um, it's just it's just a bit different. Uh, yeah, I think it's just really well balanced. It's smooth for a sour, which is not two words I usually use in the same use together, but it is. And yeah, that kind of, when you have the dog um, with the dog patch, the Almanac, sort of wine beer blend it just yeah kind of straddles the line between those things but really successfully I yeah it's I think perhaps the raspberry flavor could be a bit more pronounced so I'm gonna give it a 4.25 it was close to being a 4.5 for me I probably need a bit more of a raspberry punch for that but then again it's black raspberries which don't have which do have a different flavor profile so it really is kind of doing exactly what it should be doing. So, yeah, it's it's a four point two five, but very close to a four point five.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I I concur. Well, I don't I don't put it as close to a four point five as as you have, but I definitely think it's worthy of a four point two five. Like it is, it is also my favorite of three beers that we've had here today. I don't agree.
0: I mean, I think it's a four. Um, I think it's a great beer. Sure, but I actually, but I actually prefer the Wicked we Weed to this. Fair enough. I think it's a slightly. uh, I think it's. uh, I mean, they're both different, different flavors, and I thought I'd never say that about a watermelon beer, but I mean, this is still nice. But um, if I had to choose between the two, I'd definitely go the Wicked Weed. North Carolina wins. There you go. So, on that note, we should finish up for this episode because it has been a bumper episode, cramming in two states. So it has been. Oh, the archive is back for me now. We will be back next week with
2: Georgia. Yes, but I do have one thing I want to say before we end the episode. Go. And that is on our New York episode, when we mention all the places we drunk at, I failed to mention Circa Brewery, which is a oh, brewery in yes. Brooklyn that I've been to many times, and I really like it, and they're really nice people, and they like follow us and comment on our posts on Instagram and stuff sometimes, and I completely forgot to mention them on the New York episode.
0: Fuck's sake, Paul. Great
2: beers, amazing space, really good for watching sport, really good, um, really good food as well. So if you're in Brooklyn, definitely make an effort to check out Circa Brewing.
0: You heard Brooklyn. it here last. Circa, Circa Brewing. So on that note, we'll be back next week in Georgia. I've been Chris Shorten, with me has been Jeffrey Chi Uh catch you next time. With me's been Paul Christoph. See you again. And this is out for now.